the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The U.S. has vetoed a United Nations resolution that demanded an immediate humanitarian ceasefire in Gaza. Yesterday's Security Council session began with an impassioned plea by the U.N. Secretary General as he invoked a rarely used power to demand a ceasefire. But wielding its veto, the U.S. argued that was not realistic and a ceasefire would only benefit Hamas. That's BBC's not a Tawfiq. Former U.S. Senator Jim Talent says the Biden administration has been sending mixed signals about its moral support for Israel. He says that's the one thing that the U.S. ally needs the most right now. They do need some some interceptors, some missiles, some things like that. But they mostly just need our support. And they're fighting for us and our interests in destroying Hamas. And so that's what we ought to give them. Talent was interviewed this week by the Salem Radio Network. And this is SRN News. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Former President Donald Trump is indicted yet again. Senator Tom Cotton. I think it's another politicized prosecution that's more befitting of a third world banana republic than our great country. Join us for our program and sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11, here on AM 1280, The Patriot Intelligent Radio. From the Genovations Regen Weather Center, this is AM 1280, The Patriot. For today, it looks like snow, 70% chance of it. Then tonight, a little more snow, 22 the overnight low. Tomorrow, sunshine, 31 the expected high, so it might stick around for a while. You're listening to the Northern Alliance Radio Network, live and local from The Patriot. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red and the sea of dingy, dismal, moldy, foul institutional blue. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Welcome, everyone. My name is Mitch Berg. My job, the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, dare I say, the flagship in a fleet of superlative talk radio. Of course, Jack Tomczak, the new guy coming up at 3 o'clock. Brad Carlson, the closer. Every Sunday from 1 to 3 on our sister station, uh, uh, no, on our actual station, on our on this station, AM 12A, The Patriot. Sister station comes in when we talk about my friend and fellow Narn uh, charter member, King Banyan. Saturday mornings from 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. Together, we have been the Northern Alliance Radio Network for 
gosh, we are turning the corner towards 20 years here. We've uh, actually been on for 19 and three quarters years right now. And on March 6th, that'll be the 20th anniversary, which means it's time for a party. More details as soon as I have more details to give. I mean, I can't be more honest than that here, ladies and gentlemen, but there will. There will be some sort of observance uh, of, of how blazingly lucky we have been to keep we we have been to keep an audience in a station for all these years and for that we are thankful this holiday season another thing i'm thankful the, uh, for this holiday season is our guest coming up later on next hour uh, we're going to be having a, a official from the salvation army northern division joining us to talk about the pressing needs they have this holiday season and yeah i don't know I've been told reliably by the president and his apologists that the economy has never been better and we should have no problems whatsoever in the state of Minnesota. And and I've been told by the Clink Flanagan administration that Minnesota's economy is the best it's ever been thanks to the DFL and all of their spending marching boldly into the future. And yet, we are told out the other side of the media industrial complex's mouth that food shelves are seeing a demand like they've never seen before. Now, it's possible that both these things could be true at the same time. It's not especially plausible, though. And so... We'll be talking, of course, without getting into politics at all, uh, with uh, with uh, G- uh, Mr. Polanco from the Salvation Army Northern Division, uh, talking about the needs they have. I, I'm a big supporter of the Salvation Army. I know there are some of the national hosts who have some bones to pick with the Salvation Army at the national level. Those uh, The picking of those bones has been a subject on a number of our national shows. Uh, quite frankly, here at the, in the state of Minnesota, there are aspects to the Salvation What can I say? The, I've been a Salvation Army supporter for 30-odd years right now. I always dig deep every time I walk by those kettles because I think at the retail level, they're one of the good ones. I think that in a system built on rent-seeking, people are going to seek rent, and you've probably seen some examples of the Salvation Army bellying up to the bar with the rest of the nonprofit industrial complex. That being said, I think the Salvation Army, especially at the local level, are still the good guys. And uh, we're not going to focus on the question anyway, and we're talking about the need that exists at the local level uh, here in the Twin Cities. Notwithstanding the fact that the economy is apparently perfect thanks to uh, a a year of of DFL uh, governance. Although, some of the things that were predicted before this last session have shall we say, are well on the way towards coming to pass. Uh, the We'll be talking about the budget forecast a little later on in the hour here right now. Uh, things have proceeded exactly as predicted. A year ago, we had a putative $17 billion surplus. This year, not so much. We'll be talking about that a little more uh, a little later on in the broadcast here. But the thing I wanted to lead off with today was something that, that ties into two themes that I've been hammering on for going on a decade now. Actually, one of them probably going on a decade and a half, the other one heading towards 10 years pretty rapidly right now. I've I've been highlighting a an article that came up probably close to 10 years ago, uh, The 20 Ways nar- Narcissists and Sociopaths Control You, by a woman named Shahida Arabi. I've posted it many times on the show. I'll probably do it again here yet today. 
and and she and in that Ms. Arabi goes down the list of of the ways that people who are clinical narcissists and sociopaths and people with incredibly toxic uh, personality disorders control the people in their lives to to make sure that they remain characters in the, in their personal drama. Now, by the way, since 2016, the term narcissist has been horrendously abused in, in much the same sense as terms like racism and uh, white supremacy. I mean, they're essentially meaningless terms used to uh, to to trump the other side, if you will, <laughs> as it were, in an argument. Uh, but before going back to before uh, the left tried to seize the term narcissist as just another politicized cudgel. The term did have something of a meaning. It was a personality disorder, a lot up there with oppositional defiant disorder and and uh, some of the other uh, hysterical personality disorders. The personality disorders where a human personality is essentially entirely focused on getting the entire world to to act like characters in their personal drama. And and by the way, like all personality disorders, it's something that modern psychology is just starting to theorize about. They don't have cures or even treatments for any of them other than trying to get people to understand the problem. Now, going back to well before Donald Trump was elected and the left seized on the term narcissist as just another way of going after everyone they disagreed with, and by the way, the social justice crowd did the same. I mean, the fastest way uh, they, they have of getting out of, a, of an argument is to refer to you as, let's see, a racist, a white supremacist, a colonialist, a sexist, a misogynist, of course, the, the ultimate form of sexism, uh, or uh, a narcissist, sometimes all of the above. Uh, people who have no idea to what the term means and have not earned the right to use it still do. Now, I'm going back to the traditional, to the extent that there is a tradition to a clinical definition. That's what I'm going back to here, the idea that there are people who use these sorts of personal, interpersonal tactics to manipulate, dominate, and silence you, uh, which is, is something of an actual, I won't say objective, because there's almost nothing objective in psychology. But it is, in fact, a personality disorder, at least currently recognized as such uh, in the, di- in the uh, diagnostic manuals. Anyway, one of those tactics is gaslighting, telling people that they don't see what they really see, that they didn't really experience what they experienced. What, what they experienced really wasn't what they thought it was, but in fact, what you think it is, if you are, in fact, the person trying to control the other person. It it has an origin, by the way, in the movie Gaslight, starring Charles Boyer and Ingrid Bergman. Uh, it's a movie that came out in 1946. It's related to a man who was trying. I, I don't want to give away too much because it's a great movie. It won an Oscar uh, way back when, and uh, it deserved it. It was a wonderful. It was a fascinating movie, and it it did in fact spell out really what why the term gaslighting means what means what it does today. Charles Boyer spends most of the movie trying to convince Ingrid Bergman that she didn't really see what she saw and that she is really crazy for thinking she did. Basically drives her to the borderline of insanity before she realizes what's going on. Which is, in fact, a big part of what the DFL and the left in general does to try to control the population. Trying to tell you if you disagree with them, it's because you are have some disorder on your part. 
And boy, it's a shame. And it's your, really your fault that you, uh, it's really a pathology that you disagree with them. Uh, or the fact that you just believe stuff that's just so far beyond the, the, the pale of reason that nobody can take it seriously. Which brings us to the second thing that I've been harping on for probably 15 years right now, which is, well, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a concept that perhaps the, uh, the most overquoted person in the world of economics, Paul Krugman, threw out there about 15 years ago. This idea that he hatched in a, time, in a column uh, in the New York Times, and I want to say it was 10 or 15 years ago, probably closer to 15 years back, that red America was on the take from blue America, that blue America put more money in in form of taxes than they got back, and that red America gets back a lot more in taxes than they put in. All by way of saying Red America should just shut up and uh, defer to Blue America since Blue America is supposedly paying the bills. Now, and and by the way, you've had an awful lot of of people citing that column as proof that, in fact, Blue America is carrying much more than its weight in terms of of the, the tax burden of running the country. Now, when you dig into the details, you find that it's not true. The the. It is well. It is true, in the sense that sparsely populated red states get a lot of federal money spent within them, in the form of of money that doesn't really go to people. It's not like you're getting. It's it's not like if you're living in in Wyoming or North Dakota, you're getting a check from the government for all of this extra money. It, what happens is you go to a sparsely populated state like South Dakota with about six hundred close to 700,000 people, maybe. And within that state, you also have an Air Force base with a wing of B-1 bombers that cost upwards, well, with maintenance and crew costs and training and fuel and operational costs, and backfilling the R&D costs, probably close to a billion dollars a plane, and 17 or 18 of them sitting on a, rug, on a runway at Ellsworth Air Force Base near Rapid City. And within 100 miles of that base, by the way, probably 150 Minuteman three missile silos uh, with each of them with a Minuteman missile that's been sitting there for close on 60 years now with all of the construction and maintenance and upkeep and personnel costs and lease money that goes along with maintaining a big Air Force base with a big complement of very expensive aircraft and 150 very expensive missiles and their upkeep, South Dakota gets a lot of federal money per capita. It's an insane amount of money, but it's not like the farmer uh, driving around his field in Mobridge sees that money. It's not like the shopkeeper in Pierre, South Dakota, is seeing a whole lot of take. I mean, yeah, I got into this argument with John Lesh a few years ago. So, hey, hey, some of that money gets spent in South Dakota. Yeah, well, yeah, sure. The missile crews will stop at the cafe on their way off duty. Sure. Some of the uh, people from the base will live in town and spend some of their money there. Sure, there is that. But it's not like they take their, their B-1s uh, and tow them down to, to Boeing of Rapid City for maintenance. It's not like those Minuteman missiles wind up getting pulled into Raytheon of Pier uh, for their tune-ups. 
No, it's this money doesn't go to local businesses. This goes. This is military money being spent uh, in in a sparsely populated area. Likewise, the farm bill. Lots and lots of money gets spent where, well, you know, the farms are, sort of. And and some of it goes to farmers. It's certainly true. But it's a lot of money per capita that doesn't come out in terms of people going down to their local government office and getting a check for something, which is what you would think is happening if you take Paul Krugman at his word. But it's not just Paul Krugman. This particular slander has moved to Minnesota. And we'll talk about that when we come back. 651-289-4488, the number to call should you care to join me. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. top voices in conservative radio on your Amazon smart speaker. Now streaming AM 1280 The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Just ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis. That's play The Patriot Minneapolis. This is Al Malmberg. Sunday morning on the World of Aviation, we'll visit with Billy Walker, who spent many years as a captain with the original Frontier Airlines and later with JetBlue. He also owned, flew, and instructed in his Boeing Stearman for years. He's also a member of the Arizona Aviation Hall of Fame. His dad, Pick Walker, is an aviation legend who taught Billy how to fly. Join us Sunday morning at 10.05 for this intriguing interview on AM 1280, The Patriot. Attention all patriots, are you ready to embark on an unforgettable expedition? You're invited to journey with me on the Patriots Alaska Cruise, June 2024. We'll dive deep into geopolitical trends and unpack the influences shaping today. This experience is more than a vacation. It's a chance to participate in profound discussions and spirited debates with like-minded patriots. Seven action-packed days will explore new ideas and chart a course toward a bright American future, all while surrounded by the raw majesty of Alaska's natural wonders. You'll experience powerful creation as you're immersed in the splendor of glaciers and fjords. Let's come together as patriots in this amazing landscape. Mark your calendar, June 29th to July 6, 2024. Learn more and secure your spot on this once-in-a-lifetime adventure by calling 855-565-5519 or book online at patriotsalaskacruise.com. Overwhelmed by your next move? Then take action and call Action Moving, your local Atlas Van Lines agent. With 27 years' experience, Action Moving provides quality, reliable moves guaranteed. Get free estimates and competitive rates on local and interstate moves at 1-800-328-3803 or go to actionmoving.com. That's 1-800-328-3803. And mention you heard it on Hittner Real Estate's Chalk Talk Radio. Member of the Better Business Bureau. My name is Ben Williams. I was a kidney recipient in November of 2019. Former gopher, former Minnesota Viking, and thankful to be alive. From the time I was diagnosed to finding out that I would get a kidney was probably six years. Everybody around you tells you you're going to get a kidney, but the statistics say that's not so. 
Take it from me. When you check that box, you can toggle that waiting list. Register as an organ donor at the DMV or online at life-source.org. Sponsored by LifeSource, this station, and the Minnesota Broadcasters Association. You can listen to AM 1280 The Patriot on all Amazon Echo devices. Simply ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis, and you'll hear your favorite hosts. This is Dennis Prager, and thanks for listening to me on your Alexa device. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. With this reminder, for all of the blessings of the season, uh, beyond the theological ones, just go to AM 1280thepatriot.com. It's where all the cool stuff is. I don't want a holiday in a I don't. I'm from North Dakota. This is nothing. By the way, it's supposed to be not sunny, uh, not snowing again pretty quick here, so... But I'm enjoying it while it lasts. By the way, if you're not in the Twin Cities, we had our first little burst of snow in quite a while here. So, Anyway, join us, if you will, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Anyway, and go to am12athepatriot.com. We got contests. We got, we got specials. We got the podcast for this show, as, as well as many others at the podcast link. If, if any of the programs that you're interested in, in listening to again, most of them, at least all the locally produced ones, are out there on am12bethepatriot.com slash podcast, plus the live stream. So make sure you join us there. So Paul Krugman lied about the the dynamic of taxes between red and blue America 15, close to 15 years ago in the New York Times. A uh, good way to tell if Paul Krugman is lying about red America is uh, one of two things. His lips are moving or his fingers are moving uh, over a keyboard. One of the two. I don't know if he types. Maybe he dictates it to a secretary. I could see that being his style. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The Minnesota reformer, which is to the Minnesota left what Alpha News is to the Minnesota right. I mean, it's, it's basically financed by plutocrats with deep pockets on the left, which is not to say that they don't have some good, useful, even ethical reporters. It's just that when Big Left says jump, the Minnesota reformer says how high. Now, they released a piece this last week saying some of the same things that Paul Krugman said. Uh, some of the same things. Pointed out that there are some issues with uh, basically went, went through a new state online tool for calculating where tax revenue comes from and where it goes. And it provides uh, it provided an answer that the DFL, at least a number of DFL uh, legislators latched onto on social media this past week. Uh, for reasons that that may seem obvious, but I think I think that there is a deeper question that needs to be answered when you read this sort of thing. We'll come back to that in a moment here. Now, the first uh, thing I saw this, and by no means the last, was from the DFL's quote tax expert end quote, uh, a woman named Aisha Gomez, who is a basically the state representative from the Wedge in South Minneapolis, basically the area from the Guthrie on south to uh, not the uh, Guthrie, the Walker. On South to Lake Street, it's the neighborhood of bohos and and not hobos, mind you, bohos, bohemians, wannabe artists, wannabe musicians, uh, starving artist types. It's the area that represents the the Minneapolis Institute of Arts. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, I hung out there a lot back in the eighties when I was a wannabe starving artist and musician. Didn't live there, but I hung out there a lot. But that's her district. And by the way, she's a 
she was endorsed by the Democratic Socialists of America. She's one of that crowd of far left crypto Maoists that dominates DFL politics in Minneapolis right now. By the way, coming to dominate St. Paul as well. And isn't afraid to let you know it. And as as this crowd of people starts to take over uh, the Minneapolis City Council, the Hennepin County Commission, and the DFL's delegation of legislators from Minneapolis and St. Paul, quite frankly. I mean, Aaron Murphy is a DSA agent, if you will. I say that as a matter of fact, not as a matter of, of impugnment. She's she's toes the D, uh, DSA line. Not sure if she's been endorsed, but it's a formality. No, no two ways about it. Aisha Gomez is part of the DSA. She is uh, someone who is using the DFL as her conduit to get uh, the DSA into power in the state of Minnesota. The, the, the DSA is a minority of the DFL's legislative contingent. However, they have, I think it's fair to say, a majority of the power. The fact that Tim Waltz won endorsement, I should say, won the primary and got the support of the state party in beating back Aaron Murphy and Aaron May Quaid when he first ran for governor in 2018 was that he basically threw the DSA, the ultra-left, which at that time included the DSA as a majority shareholder, if you will, had to throw them a big, big bone. That big bone would be uh, Peggy Flanagan sitting, essentially controlling the wires that make Tim Waltz's snout flap up and down. I'm sorry, make his mouth move. That's really what it amounts to. The, The DSA is technically a minority of the actual seats, but I think it's fair and safe and accurate to say that they have a majority of the influence in the DFL and that there is going to be a battle in the DFL at some point in the future between the old-fashioned Mark Dayton, yeah, Mark Dayton, believe it or not, the old-fashioned DFL, the the Rudy Perpich, uh, Hubert Humphrey DFL, and the Mao Zedong DFL. Uh, Ken Martin may, with, with all of his problems, he may be the last of the non-insane heads of the DFL. As as big of a political weasel as he is, he's at least not a, a Maoist. He's not one of the ones chanting from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. You notice he's had to stay pretty darn quiet. He came out, said a few of the right things on, oh, I don't know, October 8th. October 9th, not so much since then. The DFL is going to be involved in a battle between the Maoists and merely the the crazy progressives at some point in the near future. Aisha Gomez is part of the vanguard elite of that battle. And I say that as background for what she she wrote this past week. Uh, The DFL's noise machine, uh, of which the Minnesota reformer is the legitimate coat of lipstick, uh, writes a quote, a common refrain from Minnesota Republicans goes something like this. Rural communities are overtaxed, underfunded, and ignored by legislators. Greater Minnesota sends their tax dollars to the Twin Cities, where metro residents benefit from government programs. It's a sweeping argument that plays into the state's often bitterly divided partisan geographic politics, which have become deeply intertwined during the past decade. 
with Republicans dominating Grady, Minnesota, while the Democratic Farmer Labor Parties locked down the metro. It also simplifies a complicated web of tax and revenue distributions, and it's factually untrue. Well, and, and by the way, the article which I have posted at shotinthedark.info uh, under uh, a piece entitled, If the DFL Were a Spouse, It'd Be an Abuser, uh, is uh, it actually provides a lot of facts that check out factually speaking. And, and for that, I think, and by the way, it reaches some conclusions that include some idea that, that the whole issue is very complex and saying, just flat out saying, as a broad statement, red Minnesota is on the take from blue Minnesota is wrong. And the piece, in fact, is is honest enough about that. They don't follow it to its logical conclusion, but they're honest as far as it goes. Now, again, this is an extension of the ludicrous Paul Krugman claim uh, from way back when that blue states send more revenue to red states then the other way around, and red state or blue states should feel darn angry about it. Now, to the extent that it's true, because there is a veneer of truth to this claim, uh, it's true at the federal level, just as it's true at the federal level, a lot of the federal spending is big tickets like the farm bill or interstate highways or, or military bases dropped into sparsely populated areas. Uh, it's similarly true in Minnesota. The cost of living and, and incomes, by the way, another cause of this is the fact that the cost of living as well as the incomes are higher in the metro than they are in greater Minnesota. And the DFL, we are reminded, favors progressive taxation. So those who make more should be paying more. This they remind you until it does not suit them. Now, there's a lot more to it, a lot more nuance to it than that. And that nuance got completely bulldozed by Aisha Gomez, who spent some time leading the DFL's hammering on this, quote, issue, end quote, last week. She is the DSA's, quote, taxation expert, end quote. She is the head of the House Taxation Committee, Tax Committee, I should say. And she brayed this past week, and I quote, the right's dirty little secret. That's my Aisha Gomez impression. The rural residents benefit from a progressive tax system and investment in the common good for kids, workers, and families. But their representatives are committed to demonizing taxes at every turn. They do love to spend that urban money, though. Now, we'll come back and, and take apart the absurdity of that statement. And really, where it delves into gaslighting when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. I was nine weeks along and didn't know what else to do. I felt helpless and I didn't want to leave it up to her, but I didn't know what to do or say. I didn't know there were other options available. I didn't know it was a baby with a beating heart. 
at 18 days. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, Pro-Life ProLifeAcrossAmerica.org. ProLife Across America is educational, non-political, and tax deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. ProLife Across Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at crazy low prices. They have access to great prices and discounts at over 500 different airlines. Plus 300,000 hotels and rental car companies. Their prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you You'll save. You can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find the best price for you. Call SmartFares today and get ready to see the world with a fat wallet. 800-989-0841. 800-989-0841. 800-989-0841. That's 800-989-0841. China is attacking the U.S. patent system, stealing American innovations, and we are helping them do it. The Chinese Communist Party intends to surpass us and to be the world leader in innovative technology. Innovation Race, the shocking new movie from the Tea Party Patriots, exposes the truth. China will use our own technology to threaten our economic and military security. Dominating technology means you dominate the world itself. This is a race that we cannot afford to lose because we're not going to have a country. If China gains control over 5G technology with a flip of a switch, they could remotely turn off our phones, our cars, even our power grid. We've lost sight of what it is to protect this nation. We need to up our game. In today's high-tech world, there's no prize for second place. Watch Innovation Race. Available now on demand or DVD at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM1280, the Patriots. Uh, we're doing it again this Christmas. Uh, how would you like to have your mortgage or rent payments made for you throughout 2024? They will be up to $18,000. Uh, if you are a grand prize winner at the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes, uh, enter am12athepatriot.com. Uh, see the terms at the website. Thanks to the Kingdom Builders Roofing for their support. It's Northern Alliance Radio Network AM1280, The Patriot. Uh, I, that guy who did that last commercial, I just, I've got to figure out how he does that voice thing because he's clearly making some bank, and, and that's that's what I want. And so I'm, I'm going to work on that. Uh, hello, hello, boss. No, don't work on it. Okay. Never, ever, never, ever do that again. Okay. Got it, got it, got it. Conciliary was not amused. 
Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, by the way, Jack Tom's out coming up after uh, 3 o'clock here today. Uh, he knows where the bodies are buried in Minnesota politics, and he's not afraid to tell you for the most part. No, no, ever, ever, ever. He's, uh, it's, it's, it's my favorite way to drive home from the show, listening to what Jack uh, has going on next. Of course, Brad Carlson tomorrow from 1 to 3. Now, uh, we talked before about uh, before the break about uh, Aisha Gomez taking what she thought was the good parts of the Minnesota Reformer article about uh, how supposedly, and in her words, rural residents benefit from aggressive tax system and investment in the common good for kids, workers, and families, but their representatives are committed to demonizing taxes, but they love to spend that urban money, though. Now, for starters... Let's talk about a couple of uh, things. Now, I tried to challenge uh, Representative Gomez on this. Of course, she did not uh, respond because, well, they never do respond to the the plebs on these sorts of things. But we talked a bit about this uh, on this basic issue before. For for example, back in 2010, 2012, big ticket public good infrastructure uh, costs. uh, When we were looking at the debate over local government aid back in 2012, 2011, 2012, uh, public good infrastructure costs the same in greater Minnesota, basically, as it does in the metro. For example, a mile of road costs, uh, last figure I said was, I don't know, somewhere in the $10 million a mile range. Two lanes in each direction, just a typical arterial road, is about ten dollars to $15, uh, $15 million a mile. Now, if you build that, $15 million road, mile of road, in Minneapolis with its population of 400,000 people, and then you decide to move that road to a, a town like, I don't know, let's just say Lesur with a population of, I think, four-ish thousand, which is two orders of magnitude smaller than Minneapolis, 4,000 4, versus 400,000. Uh, so d- that mile of road doesn't decrease in cost by 90%, or actually 99%. That fifteen million dollar road doesn't drop down to one hundred fifty thousand bucks a mile. A, a road costs the same, whatever the population density is. If you want to build a road to connect a town of four thousand with a town of three thousand, that road is going to cost fifteen million dollars a mile, same as a road that connects Minneapolis and St. Paul with a population of seven hundred thousand. The, the road will be 15 million miles either way. Likewise, if you're building a water treatment plant, there's a certain baseline cost to a water treatment plant. If you spend uh, $100 million on a water treatment plant for the city of St. Paul with its 275,000 people, that $100 million water treatment plant doesn't cost $1 million in, in a town of 2,700 people. It's not going to cost $100 million, perhaps. You don't have to treat water for 200,000 people. But it's going to drop not to 10. It's going to drop down to maybe 10 to $20 million. Not $1 million. The costs of government infrastructure do not vary in proportion with the population around, around the infrastructure. There's a minimum cost to a school, whether you're building a school for 2,000 students or for 200. And that minimum cost is not an order of magnitude difference from the school that, that houses 10 times as many kids. So 
anything that is spent in greater Minnesota in places with sparser populations in terms of big-ticket infrastructure is going to cost proportionally more per person. And Aisha Gomez presumably knows this. Presumably. I I presume nothing because, I mean, this is uh, she's a, a person from the same party and the same city that gave us Alondra Cano. Who, by the way, will be earning a upper middle class income for the rest of her life based on her two terms or whatever it was in the city uh, council in Minneapolis, where she was, well, where she was a Ladricano. Aisha Gomez, more or less the same. One of the loudmouths who floated to the top of Minneapolis and now Minnesota politics. And, and is doing her best to, to shout past the idea that infrastructure is going to cost a certain amount of money. And she's demagoguing that. And by the way, the the Minnesota Reformer article pays slight mention to this. Aisha Gomez does not. But when you do this metro versus rural area uh, comparison, per capita, the money isn't coming from Aisha Gomez's district. Because here's news for you. Starving artists don't pay a lot of taxes. Uh, people yeah, want to be musicians aren't paying a whole lot of taxes. Lower middle class to middle class people are struggle to get along. And, and by the way, the, the district you're talking about in you know, Aisha Gomez's district, there's a little bit of money there. There's some uh, what we used to call yuppies who live in the area. Some of the, the laptop classes parked there. They pay some income taxes. But in terms of income and property taxes and gas taxes per square mile, when you talk about money coming from the metro, you're talking the second, third, and fourth tier suburbs. The amount of tax money coming per capita from Aisha Gomez's district, as opposed to Heather Adelson's district a few miles to the southwest in Edina, it's not even close. So when we talk about money coming from the metro, we're talking about the parts of the metro that people moved to to escape the dysfunction of, well, Aisha Gomez's Minnesota, or Minneapolis, I should say, or or Zainab Mohammed's Minnesota, speaking of DSA legislators, or really any part of Minneapolis north of 48th Street, uh, between downtown and 48th Street, actually, Outside of downtown, anything north of 48th Street in Minneapolis is is going to be largely the the sick adult of the metro area. Likewise, St. Paul, you have some parts of St. Paul and Minneapolis where there's a lot of tax money coming from. Linden Hills in Minneapolis, uh, Crocus Hill in St. Paul, basically most of your hills. But most of the money, sustained money, year in, year out, is coming from your Redinas, your Minnetonkas, your Wyzettas, your Lakevilles, your places where the business is largely moving to. Business. If you if you haven't been to Minnesota, to the Twin Cities lately, a lot of business is moving out. Uh, one example popped up in the news this past week as people looked on wonderingly: uh, the Pottery Barn moved out of the uh, Grand Crossing, what used to be something of a mall, what used to be kind of the uptown of St. Paul, if you will, the corner of Grand and Victoria. Uh, it was the home of a couple of 
really small urban malls. One of them was called Victoria Crossing. I forget what the other one was called. And for decades, it was a destination for shopping. I mean, high-end shopping. We're talking some modestly spendy restaurants, some relatively upmarket stores, some coffee shops where you could drop four bucks on a cup of coffee, and if you like your good coffee, it would be worth it. I'm not arguing. It was a successful business for a long time. But sometime after New Year's, the pottery barn is going to move out. You say, well, so what? Stores come and go. Well, not at Grand Crossing or not at this particular mall at the corner of Grand and Victoria where Pottery Barn is the last public-facing retail outlet in that structure. There's nothing else. I mean, there you might find some... It, it, I could totally see this going the way of, of small malls in small towns in the Midwest that have turned into medical facilities, doctor's offices, lots and lots of dentists and chiropractors. Businesses, actual retail operations, not so much. And, and the business climate in St. Paul and Aisha Gomez's Minneapolis is ailing. And it's ailing because businesses aren't forcing their people to come downtown, or for that matter, the state government. And it's ailing because people are fleeing cr- the perception of crime and disorder and lack of safety. And so when Aisha Gomez says, well, you people in red Minnesota sure do like to spend the Metro's money. Well, you know, all of Minnesota government is spending that money, which disproportionately comes from North Oaks and Stillwater and Afton and Burnsville. Not so much the wedge. Now, why are they doing this? The DFL doesn't do anything without a plan. There is a long-term plan. That plan is focused on getting and holding power and tilting elections to facilitate that. So what is the plan? Well, if I had to bet on it, if I had to put a shiny new quarter on this, I'd, I'd go with this. Number one, the next financial forecast isn't nearly as rosy as the last couple. Uh, by the way, I wrote this uh, in the blog on Wednesday, I believe. The DFL, by the way, number two, is preemptively trying to demagogue the issue to stoke their base's sense of victimhood and tribal rage. Uh, Tribal rage, by the way, meaning our tribe better than the other tribe. Blue better than red. Blue more victimized than red. Nothing plays for the DFL crowd like the perception of being a noble victim. And number three, the sense of rage is a good bit of preparing the DFL battlefield for an election in a decaying economy where the Supreme Court can't go overturning Roe again. Now, I wrote that on Wednesday. On Thursday, it came uh, to pass that I was right. We'll come back to that, at least on one of those points, when we return. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like AM 1280 The Patriot on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more.
Let's see. If something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into. And that is MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save many families up to 500 bucks a month. And that is huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The member satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works, too. It's been around for 30 years. Members have shared more than $5 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, really, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with. You can call right now. You'll get a price within two minutes. So see what you can say. This is a very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. Call 844-94-BIBLE. That's 844-94-BIBLE. 844-94-BIBLE. Are you tired of being told to hang in there on the Wall Street roller coaster because the market always comes back? Meanwhile, fees continue to be deducted from your account while your retirement withers away. Hi, I'm Mitch Lyons, best-selling author and star in a brand new Hollywood documentary called The Retirement Deception. In the film, you'll see how Wall Street's traditional retirement plans and 401ks have failed Americans. But more importantly, you'll discover the solution to protecting your hard-earned wealth and retiring successfully. You'll see how to grow money potentially double digits, beat inflation with increasing income, and when the next market crash hits, you lose nothing. So if you're over 50 and want a bigger, better, stress-free retirement, call to talk to a specialist and get a free copy of this brand new movie, The Retirement Deception. Call 800-578-3535. This is a $30 value, but when you call today, you get it completely free. Plus, I'll even cover shipping and handling, no credit card required. So don't delay. Call right now. 800-578-3535. You're smart, you're busy, and don't have time to waste on the mainstream media cycle. Salem News Channel breaks that cycle. Topics that matter from hosts worth watching. Dinesh D'Souza, Andrew Wilkow, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. Salem News Channel, not like the other guys. Watch anytime, on any screen, free, 24-7. Find everything you need to know at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. If you can snap your fingers, you can find this radio station. Your smartphone is now your smart radio. There are no limitations on where you can find us. We're always on. It's liberty and truth through your smart speaker. Just say, play Freedom Radio, Minneapolis. AM 12A, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488, the number to call. By the way, Christmas music is back on the fishtwincities.com. This is not it. No, our contemporary Christian music outlet on the web is fishtwincities.com. You will find the music edifying, inspiring, and entertaining, and appropriate to Christmas. Unlike my bumpers. Now, that'll change in coming weeks as we move more towards Christmas music in coming uh, weeks of bumpers. Just thought I'd point out the, the incongruity. And if, and if you want to just imagine some Christmas music in the bumper positions, we'll, 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 we'll definitely set that up for you here. So, all right, where are we? Oh, yeah, by the way, Salvation Army. We'll be talking with the representatives from, from Salvation Army coming up at uh, 2.30 today. I am still on Daylight Savings Time. For some reason, uh, they, they were... Things had been booked at one thirty. I had it in my mind at 2.30. I'm just going to say it was uh, from being 
out of the Eastern time zone not that too long ago. Or was it Daylight City? Either way, we'll be talking with the Salvation Army, my favorite charity of all for a variety of reasons. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get them on the air here promptly. 2.30 here. Stick around for that. It's big stuff. So 651-289-4488 if you're interested in conversing. Or trying to harangue me, it won't work. Conversation is better. Even even a even a feisty debate works just fine. I'm fine with that. And by the way, if you disagree with me, you get on the air first. That's a standing order to all the producers here. If they disagree with Mitch, top of the line. Try that at any retail store uh, on Black Friday. It's not going to happen. Anyway, I predicted in regards to this story, there was a reason that Big Left's news outlet, Alpha News, ran this story as they did and when they did, there's a reason that Aisha Gomez is yapping about it. And, by the way, trying to turn it into a tribal grievance. Metro against greater Minnesota. They sure love to spend our money. Well, there's a reason for that. And I predicted three reasons. The third being that that sense of rage is good for preparing the PR battlefield for the DFL. The second being the DFL is preemptively trying to demagogue the issue to stoke their base's sense of victimhood and tribal rage. And number one, the next financial forecast isn't nearly as rosy as the last couple have appeared. Now, I am going to gloat here just a tad because as we've been pointing out ever since the, the last round of elections and the last round of budget forecasts that showed the state with a $17 billion deficit, and as I predicted during the session where the DFL led by Aisha Gomez and the rest of her DSA uh, spawn, spent that $17 billion deficit and went beyond to turn it all into permanent spending as the economy started to turn uh, from from uh, and by the way, the that seventeen billion dollar uh, surplus was a uh, bit of a, a mirage since it was largely federal COVID stimulus money and taxes gathered on spending that was stimulated by federal COVID uh, stimuli, which have ended. So the DFL, like a bunch of herd animals with no sense of reason saw a, quote, surplus, end quote, that was not, turned it all into permanent spending and increased the state budget by 40%. That's four zero percent And I predicted that as the economy uh, starts to, to slow down and as those federal stimuli go away, that there would be a very, very different picture. Now, I was right, and I would be shown right Mere hours after I wrote that particular wager in my response to Aisha Gomez. Uh, and, and this is almost poetically perfect. Now, the Ted Nugent Weekly, Ted Nugent's uh, political newsletter, uh, noted, and I quote, "State this is the headline, state projects a $2.4 billion surplus, but potential budget deficit looms. And I quote, Minnesota's budget agency on Wednesday predicted that the legislators next session will sit on a $2.4 billion surplus. But if current trends continue, 
The state government will spend more than it takes in during the two-year period beginning July 1st, 2025. The rapidly emptying punch bowl came as something of a shock to a political class that's become accustomed to big surpluses and resulting relatively painless budget choices. (laughs) This is the Ted Nugent Weekly Newsletter, by the way. Uh, Minnesota's Management and Budget Commissioner Aaron Campbell said the state's latest budget forecast shows the legislature should be thoughtful about any new spending that could propel the state into a deficit. And I quote, there's positive news in this forecast. Revenues are expected to grow. But having said that, with increasing spending, it appears policymakers should exercise caution when making budget decisions, said Campbell. That means Minnesota's interest groups will need to curtail their funding requests to DFL Governor Tim Waltz and the DFL-controlled legislature. As MMB predicts, there could be a $2.3 billion deficit in fiscal year 2026. Now, who predicted that? Almost down to the dollar? Why, it was little old me. By the way, the surplus that exists right now is largely because of inflation. The economy hasn't collapsed. We'll give them that. And by the way, the, the idea of a $2.6 billion deficit by 2026, that is to say two years from now, and some small change, uh, is predicated on the idea that the economy isn't going, going, going to go uh, any further into the red. That would seem to be a bit of a stretch. We'll see. But that is to say, Minnesota Management and Budget is saying, if things go as they are, and the DFL keeps spending as they have planned to. We're talking about a two point six trillion. Oh, no, sorry, two point six billion dollar deficit in two years. And if the economy doesn't stay steady, well, you don't need to be a rocket scientist, and you certainly can't be a DFLer to understand where that goes. Oh, by the way, I said that was from Ted Nugent Weekly. No, that was from the Minnesota Reformer. That was the the news the news website sponsored by progressives with deep deep pockets. Uh, Alpha News of Minnesota had basically the same story. One year ago, Minnesota had a seventeen billion dollar surplus uh, that all all disappeared after Democrats Democrats passed a record seventy two billion dollar two year budget. MMB says the same thing to Alpha News that they said to the Reformer. Surplus is now two point four billion dollars, which by the way is just a matter of measuring at the right time to show that there's still a surplus. That money, that that amount's going to keep dropping at best case, exactly as predicted, which is why you have the DFL and Aisha Gomez trying to stoke tribal rage against Red Minnesota to try and make pointing it out that that Minnesota is like a, a, a crook with a stolen gold card look like the depraved answer as opposed to the responsible one. Much more coming up. Go nowhere. Northern Alliance AM 1280, The Patriot. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. 
internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than two bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees, and our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-846-2124. 800-846-2124. That's 800-846-2124. At AM 1280thepatriot.com, you guide the conversation. Mike Gallagher, pro-life. Ann Coulter has a warning that by the time Republicans wake up to the reality of abortion politics, there will be no elected Republicans left. And Ann is right. Hate to break it to you, we have now lost in every single state on abortion issues since Roe v. Wade was overturned. Republican women are going to vote Democrat on this issue of abortion restrictions. And I hate it. I'm talking Republican women, not, you know, blue-haired progressive hippie women. Leave my body alone. That's what they're saying. Visit am1280thepatriot.com. Click on Hosts and search for whatever's on your mind. You'll find a deep archive of intelligent commentary. This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you and without censorship from Big Tech. Become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to every radio show over the last 10 years, all commercial free. You can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free PragerTopia coffee mug. Go to PragerTopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. Are you tired of going online every day and getting news meant to make you afraid or meaningless celebrity gossip fighting for your attention? Want something different? Something positive? Make your new homepage Christianity.com with daily devotionals, answers to life's tough questions, and meaningful Bible study from favorite pastors and authors on today's current events and issues. Now you have a homepage that reflects your life and your faith. Join the thousands of others who have joined Christianity.com and experience the difference that good news can make in your life. AM 1280, The Patriot is... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.